pray in the spirit all over this place. Just pray in the spirit. If you have a prayer language, just pray in the spirit. I do believe that before we even share out of the word, that there's someone who needs to let God carry them. It says, not by power, not by might. One person, the way you need to know that God needs to carry is that you're tired. You are tired. You run January to June, to July, and you are tired. You are spent. Uh, you need to let God carry you tonight. You need to let God carry you. He says, who, who will I say sent me? He says, I am that I am. Would you let the I am that I am carry you? Would you let the rock of ages carry you? Hey, would you let the ancient of days carry you? Would you let the one who is the father of the fatherless carry you? Let's pray in the spirit. It says we are the circumcision that have no confidence in the flesh. Men can only carry you thus far. Can we submit to him? Can we surrender to him? Can we yield to him? He says, lean not on your own understanding. Take another minute, church. Take another minute. Someone needs to submit their finances to him. Someone needs to say, Lord, my career, would you carry me? Someone needs to say, my relationships, Lord, would you carry me? Somebody needs to say, your mental state, Lord, would you carry me? He says, those who trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion, which cannot be removed but remains forever. Lord, would you carry me? Paul says, we know in him who we have trusted that he is able to keep that which we commit unto his hands. Would you trust him with your life? Would you trust him with your life? Lord, would you carry us? When men carry you, they will take you to where man can take you. When God carries you, he takes you to places. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Lord, would you carry us? You've been trying in your own strength, but would you let God carry you? One way you need to know that God needs to carry you is that if you see everything you have achieved, everything today is by your own sweat, then that is all. You need God to carry you. You need God to carry you. You need God to carry you. That you would get to a place and you would say, how did I get here? And if it had not been for the Lord by my side, knowing that it is that our sufficiency is not of ourselves, would you let God carry you? Let's pray in the spirit one minute. Heavenly Father, we yield to you tonight. We yield to you tonight. We have not come to meet with a man. We have not come to a religious gathering. We've come to Mount Zion. We've come to our King and our Lord, our Father. Lord, tonight we release our hearts. 
We ask Holy Spirit that you will do that which pleases you in this place. We give you thanks. God's people shout a big amen. A huge amen. Amen. Help me nudge someone. Tell them you need to let God carry you. You need to let God carry you. You need to let God carry you. Yep, yep, yep. Let's take our seats very briefly and then we would come to pray uh, very soon. All right. I, I like to think that as I share that, you know, I want, when I grow up, I want to be able to share and then just go into prayer and come back. But I'm still, I'm still learning. All right. Amen. Welcome to Accelerate. Uh, it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so wonderful to be here. Uh, this, this part of the room is very happy. Welcome to Accelerate. Uh, all right, bring you greetings from, from all of us. All right. Um, and it's very simple. We've, we recognize that God is the one who is at work in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so we refuse to proceed into this new half of the year by ourselves. Okay. Uh, for those who watch football, you know that uh, the score at halftime is not always the real score, all right? Um, especially if you're an Arsenal fan, the score at halftime <laughs> is not always the real score. But with God, it is important that we would take times like this and pray. Jesus, before he would go into new seasons of his life, would spend time praying. And for someone, the next six months of your life uh, require that you spend these days praying, all right? Um, I'd like to read out of 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. It's quite a popular piece of scripture. And the Bible says, uh, speaking about Elijah. So we can read from verse 1. Okay, it's a bit of a long read. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord, of, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, it says, there will, be not, there will not be dew nor rain these days, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook chariot, that is before Jordan. And verse 4 says, And it shall be, that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed to feed the there. Yeah, I think I should read NKJV. It's a bit easier. And so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook chariot which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, Go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. And so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And so she said to him, as the Lord lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bean and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. 
And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. And so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and her house, and he and her house, household ate for many days. The bean of flour was not used up, nor the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. When God speaks to us in different seasons of our lives, what he says to us, that's what we'll call new strategies, new ways. And so as we go into the second half of the year, I want to ask you, what is the strategy with which you are going? What is the plan of action with which you are going? You would notice here, and in fact, if we continue reading down, it gets to a point where the Lord says again to the prophet, hey, you need to leave Zarephath now. So as we pray tonight, one of the things we're going to be praying is saying, look, Lord, where should I be? What should I do? Essentially, Lord, what is the strategy for this half of the year? Help me ask the person next to you. Tell them, do you have a strategy? Do you, do you have a strategy? All right. The Bible says there is a spirit in man, and it says the breath of the Almighty gives him inspiration. We must be following God in the now. In fact, this is how, for me, very simply, what we're praying about tonight, you know, was laid in my heart. It's about technology. <laughs> and technology simply refers to like a collection of techniques, of skills, of methods, of processes that you use to produce something. All right? And it was almost as if as I read this, I kept getting this picture that for the different seasons of our lives, that there is technology that we receive from God to produce the things that God wants us to do. So may I suggest to someone that while it's important to learn from the lives of other people, but sometimes your life, because it's very unique, has specific technology from God. God sends the prophet. He says, first go to the brook. There is a place. Go to the brook. And he says, not only when you get to the brook, he says, ravens will come and feed you there. Where has God asked you to go June, July, August? Where does he want you to be? We were praying, I think, in the service uh, to maybe last week or so, and I think in the middle of the prayer, I said something. I said, your life is a holy thing. I heard it again. It was last Wednesday. Your life is a sacred, holy thing. You are not a statistic. Your life, if you saw how God carries your life, if you saw how God values you, when you wake up tomorrow, you would wake up happy. If God gave you a sense of how, when he, when he considers you, you would wake up happy. People would think you are crazy. The smile on your face. Your, wife, your life has purpose attached to it. Technology. What, what, is, what does God want us to do with our lives as individuals? How does he want us to approach it? Let me help you picture this a bit. 
the technology for making uh, an iPhone is different from the technology for making this, this microphone, right? Very different. All the guys here know that the technology for making, uh, what is it, bread or, or soup, right? A goosey soup. A goosey soup, your favorite soup, right? Yes. It's very different from the technology required to make banga soup. That's your favorite soup. <laughs> I'm sure all the guys have no clue here how to make a goosey soup. That's okay. God will teach you. All right? So, so why, and I say that because I remember I've tried to cook in my life before. I've tried. I'm better. My gifting lies in buying food. <laughs> and then some eating, then cooking. is in that order. All right. But I've tried to cook before. There is a different technique. There's a, if you're trying to produce a goosey soup, you don't, you, you don't start with... Um, this is tricky. <laughs> this is tricky. Right. You start with water. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. Amen. Amen, guys. You start with water. You have to have a pot. <laughs> you have to have water. You pour something. You add the other thing. And you stare. <laughs> what do you need to do in July? What do you need to do in August? What needs to go in first? If we ask five of the guys here to make some eba for us, even if you give them the correct ingredients, <laughs> you'll be surprised at what comes through. What goes first, the gari or the water? <laughs> the bull, okay. <laughs> the prophet hears from God for the season of his life. He understands what to do. Go to the brook. Goes to the brook. The ravens will feed you there. And so tonight when we pray, we are saying, Father, what technology is required for the rest of the year? What do you want us to produce for the rest of the year? For someone, as we pray tonight, we're praying about partnerships. What needs to be added to what? What needs to come together? When does it need to come together? <laughs> Jesus says, and it's interesting, at different times, God shows the prophet. At one time, it's a, it's an, it's a partnership with ravens. And I don't know who God has been sending ravens their way. But instead of letting the ravens feed them because there is no spiritual recognition, they've been throwing stones at them. Tonight, when we pray, someone you will suddenly recognize. Because what happens is that as sometimes as God is feeding us with instructions, we hear the instructions that other people are receiving. So the guy is making his egusi soup. And I don't know why this example is the one that then works, but it's okay. He looks across the table to the guy who is making banga soup. Oh, they've poured oil already. And then, you know, <laughs> he pours oil in his, but it's not time for the oil yet. So perhaps there is someone who's been crying, I'm not married, I'm not married. <laughs> You're looking at the Vangasu people, guys. 
Mm. I'm telling you, I'm serious. So what, what happens that this is, there's a, this is, a, this is to every time, to every season, there are purposes. How does God want you to proceed? And so it is it's stuff like that. That's the reason why we pray. Lord, where is my brook? Where should I be drinking from at this time? Who should I be partnering with at this time? Then he says, go to Zarephath. It says you would find a widow there. It's amazing for me that a lot of the times the people God partners this prophet with are very unlikely people. It's amazing that they're very unlikely people. That God will put miracles in things that look very obscure. And so as we pray tonight, we're saying, Father, would you open our eyes? Would you open our eyes? That who should I be connected with at this time? He says, go to Cherry. There is a location that I should be at. Canada is not everybody's Cherry. And there's someone who says, I shouldn't have come to this prayer meeting. Because you started feeling the form this morning. But we must trust God completely. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That for everybody who, who is here now, Lagos might not even be your chariot. For someone it might be my jugury. For someone it might be a weary. For someone it might be Paris. For someone, but that you are located where God wants you to be. What is the strategy, Father? What is the strategy, Lord? But we would recognize that we grow best where God has planted us. Elijah is at the right place. He's partnering with the right people. He's accepting God's instructions for his life in season. Can you imagine Elijah telling his friends, I'm going to the brook. He says, what's happening at the brook? He says, God said I should go there. And then they laugh at him. We said, but what did God say will happen when you get, you didn't hear there's a famine, you're going to the brook. What, what did he say will happen? He said, some ravens will bring me food. <laughs> ah, these Pentecostals. Where is the Holy Spirit leading us to? That you would go where God sends you. And for someone, you would go to your father's house. I, and this is me just saying, as impressed by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the prodigal son got to a place where he realized that he was wrongly positioned. It says, in my father's house, even the servants are better treated than this. That for someone, as we pray tonight, you would receive clear instructions that will relocate you. There is no sense in exerting effort in the wrong place, guys. There is no sense in doing that. That you would go where God sends you. What God has said to you is not a lie. The Bible says indeed that he went to Zarephath. It says as he entered the city, it says indeed there was a widow gathering sticks. I, I don't know who it is, but as we pray tonight, perhaps God will remind you of instructions. He would remind you of steps that need to be taken. Obedience. That would we be patient enough as a church and as individuals to let the ravens feed us? For some of your opportunities have been, they've, they've done parade around you. 
The angels have even tried. That time your wig fell off, it was not the wind. The angels are shaking you. <laughs> Said this wig is not staying anymore. It's not true. It's your disobedience. And a refusal to see what God is doing. Tonight our prayers cannot be casual, pretty prayers. No. So if your makeup starts to leave your face at some time, it's okay. If you need space, there's plenty of space around. But we need to, you need to come into this you know, half year prepared to hear from God. Saying that, Lord, if you're sending me to the brook, as far as I know it is you, I am going to the brook. Why will I be in Lagos, traffic, while my miracles are waiting for me at the brook chariot? Angels gather. The ravens come there with food in the morning. Where, where's Tolu? Tolu, Tolu. Are you on Instagram in Lagos? As I was preparing for this, God began to impress in my heart that one thing I think we need to pray about, the Bible says the woman that the prophet meets, she's gathering sticks at the city gate, but really what she's doing is rehearsing her death. She's saying this is the last meal. She's kind of drawn up all the scenarios. She cannot see the way out. She had prepared for the worst case scenario. Tonight we would cancel every appointment with death. For the woman it was sponsored by a thought. It was sponsored by an interpretation. And it's amazing how the very things that she believes are just enough for her to survive. Just enough for her and her child to eat once and die. God said, that is a miracle there. So I don't know who is carrying something that is enough to feed a generation. We'll pray tonight. I don't know who has been carrying something that is enough to feed a whole family. I don't know who is carrying something within them. The woman gathering sticks. But what she has is the ingredients for a miracle. I don't know who it is. Who is carrying a gift, a writing skill that can change a whole generation. Who is carrying a song that changes the face of gospel music in Nigeria and perhaps the world. Who is carrying the outlines, the algorithms within them the designs of an app that changes how banking is done in our age. I don't know who it is. The woman is gathering sticks. She's gathering sticks. And it's, it's this, that, that line refused to leave my heart. That the woman was gathering sticks. Who says that my life is mundane, ordinary. But that as we pray tonight, you will let God speak to you. I don't know who has been battling with fear. I don't know what the fear is. But the fears had gathered. They had told the woman, you're going to die. They said, today is Wednesday. By Thursday or Friday, you will be dead. I don't know who it is who would have an encounter as we pray. So that when the same fears come next week, you tell them I'm still here. And by the way, I will be here next month. Guys, I say this. This is a generation that has let the fear of death threaten us to the extent that everything that happens now, people say, I want to die. And I'm like, please, guys, let's, 
we carry the life of God within us. And every now and then we should just stand in the presence of God and say, no, Jesus died so that we will live. Now, when we pray tonight, this, we cannot let these months go by themselves. For someone as we pray tonight, we're saying, look, if there is any thought, like this woman was carrying a thought, she had voiced it out, we're going to eat this and that. If there's any thought in our hearts that is creating patterns of limitation, that light will shine in our hearts. Because sometimes you have to do a conference and call your deepest thoughts and your beliefs together and say, how many of you are not here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? And say, you out, you out, you from the back, come out. The Bible says, we're bringing every thought into obedience. Every thought into obedience. Because I know that we are still, some of us are still carrying things within our hearts that are not consistent with where God wants to take us. I, I hear a call to obedience. I hear a call to just submission. That we would understand that grace is a technology, guys. The Bible says it's not by power, it is not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That he would start it, he would finish it with shouts of grace, grace. What is the proof of God's grace in our lives? What is the proof of God's grace in our lives? That Lord, what am I supposed to do with this July, August? Because it is the speed with which they go. If there's no intentionality, the months just go. The carols, I'm sure the people who are producing carols are already doing it. And so December must not, you must get to December this year confident that you have done what God wanted you to do. And God is ready. God is ready. And that's why we pray, guys. I'm sure there's at least one or two people here who said to somebody, I'm going to pray. And they're like, why are you going to pray? It says the beginning of a new house. And they're like, you Christians, you guys don't, you guys, you guys overdo this thing. But that God will show us. For someone you've been by your brook chariot for a while, it is dried up. And you've been crying. That tonight as we pray, you would hear God say, get up to Zarephath. One instruction from God, I think Pastor Tokwe mentioned it earlier, can change your life forever. One impression from God can change a man's life forever. One encounter with Jehovah can change a person's life forever, guys. I'll say to myself earlier today that I think We've got into the place where we become very casual about who Jesus is. Scripture says in John 1 that by him all things were created. By him all things were created. And he carries the wisdom and the power of God. So as we pray tonight, please be intentional. There is no there is no, um, how do you put it? There's no credit from praying coolly. So if you need space, 
go to the back. Take off your jacket. It's okay. You can even take off your wig if that's fine. Tell your neighbor, excuse me, I'm coming. But that, you know, we must just, and it was just very simple. Different seasons of life, clear instructions about who to partner with, where to go, what to do. So as the seasons were passing, imagine Elijah staying by the brook, speaking to the brook. Ravens, 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 ravens. I command you in the name of Jesus. Ravens have gone saints. The woman is waiting at the gates. I'd like us to just pray in the spirit a bit. I may, I may share something later, but let's just pray in the spirit a bit wherever you are. Where, if you pray in tongues, just pray in tongues. If you don't, I'd like you to pray over your life. I'd like you to pray over your life. Just pray over your life. Just pray over your life. And say, Lord, my life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. Manda rabadosh. Lord, my life belongs to you. My life belongs to you, Father. My life belongs to you, Lord. Mahanda Nagadosh Kaliba Ragada Kayepa. It says, you know the ways that I take. You understand the technology that is needed for Tolu's life in this season. You understand the technology that is needed for Chokbe's life in this season. You know the paths that we take. Someone you have been copying people. For another person, you've been trying to fit in. You've been trying to arrive at an answer. But what if tonight you would say to the one who created you, the one who is God, that if you would ask him and say, Lord, Lord, you are the God who makes people wise. You are the one who makes, who gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that have understanding. Lord, would you show me Karadabos? It is interesting that all around Elijah was famine, but God did not lead his servant in a place where he was in lack, where he was hungry, where he was despairing. So I'm asking you, would you ask your father, our father tonight, Lord, show me the way. Lord, this life belongs to you. 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 I like us to go ahead and pray in the spirit. The Bible says when we speak in tongues, that we speak mysteries unto God. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, it's an excellent time for you to, it's an excellent meeting for you to raise your hand and say, Father, fill me with the Holy Ghost. But when we pray in tongues, guys, we let the Holy Spirit pray through us. 
Manda Rabadanda Makalaba Regede that we refuse to live in the mystery of in the, in the technology of yesterday we refuse to live in the success of yesterday we refuse to pretend Go ahead and pray in the spirit. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.